We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady. And Martin Paloma. Welcome into another edition of Mind on Money, presented by Pinnacle. I'm Neil McCready, Martin Palomo of Pinnacle with me today as well. As always, we'll talk about a lot of things. There's a lot of stuff in the news about um, the possibility of another lockdown. Martin and I have different thoughts on it, so we'll get to it in a second. First, I'm going to tell you real quick that I am in the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. 662-257-1900. And Martin, tell uh, the folks a little bit about what's going on at Pinnacle. Indeed. Man, we uh, we are still uh, very much in the middle of this conversion, uh, which is funny. You and I talked a little bit of that. I won't spoil it uh, for the show. But, yeah, I've just been head down, nose to the grind wheel. Uh, we are... We are excited about, um, you know, our new upgrades and technology and all of those things. So um, one of the things I was talking to a client earlier, she asked, she's like, hey, can you just give me a real simple summation of what's happening? And I just told her, I was like, yeah, we're, we're upgrading all of our technology, um, you know, to enhance the service we're able to provide from a trading, from reporting, all those things. And um, <clears throat> man, we'll have an app launching soon. It was supposed to launch at the end of last month. And uh, I don't know what happened with, you know, those are all the tech guys that are building all that stuff, but uh, it did not launch in time. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have it in the next few weeks. But uh, anyway, one of the things we do is, uh, is planning for our clients. That's, that is, like I've said in our previous shows, our, our biggest differentiator is, is helping folks feel uh, confident in their, in their plans, whether it's retirement, education, buying a second house, new business, whatever it is, that's the decisions we help our clients make. So uh, you know, if you've been doing it on your own or you have an advisor that, you know, just manages the investments but doesn't help you with any of the decision making and planning for your life, give us a call 601-957-0323. Uh, you can email us to info at my, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. Let's rock and roll, man. All right. So it's, uh, we tape this. I always feel compelled to tell people we're sort of a kind of feel like we're back in pandemic land where you have to timestamp everything. Um, it's Thursday, August the 5th. 
10.27 a.m. I'll tell you now up front, uh, we won't be taping at this hour uh, next week because I will probably be tearfully driving back from Fayetteville, Arkansas right about this time. So maybe we'll tape on Friday or maybe we'll take the week off before we get rolling again for good. But um, be thinking of me, even if you hate me, and from judging from my uh, tweets and such, many of you do, um, even if you hate me, think think of me a little bit next Thursday as I drive back because I, I can tell you it's going to be an emotional day. Um, so it's Thursday, August 5th, 1027 a.m. Central Daylight Time as we launch into this conversation. Um, there's been a lot of talk throughout the state of Mississippi, all the, uh, the, the, the schools, the colleges yesterday, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Delta State, Southern Miss. If I'm leaving somebody out, it's not intentional. Um, all of the state schools announced that they will resume classes later this month with the mask mandate in place in all indoor spaces. Uh, there are rumblings in the town in which I live, Oxford, that a uh, mask mandate in Oxford is right around the corner been quite a debate in Oxford um, this week about the schools. The uh, school board voted uh, four to one a week ago not to mandate masks. And then on Saturday, the superintendent, Bradley Robertson, overruled that and um, used his power to issue a mandate. And the schools will start on Friday in Oxford with a mask mandate. Um. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about mask because I want to get into the next thing because the next step after mask, and I hope I'm wrong, and I'll admit that maybe I am just being scared here, but I do wonder, based on some of the stuff that's out there, and, and you, you follow tweets, and last night uh, Anthony Fauci tweeted that there is a uh, another variant out there. The, I think it's the Lambda variant. We're learning all about our Greek alphabet. The Lambda variant that is uh, vaccine resistant. And I'll be honest, Martin, when I hear all this, the one word that keeps coming to mind, the one thought that keeps coming to my mind is they are building the case for a lockdown. We had a lockdown in March of 2020. And here we are some 18 months later. And it feels like the case is being built for another lockdown. Man, well, I, mm, I, they can build their case all they want to. I just don't see that. I don't see that happening. And I know you and I potentially on opposite ends of this, and I just can't imagine the, how how ineffective the first lockdown was for businesses and then how much we've, you know, at least coexisted and learned about this stuff since, you know, the initial, you know, chicken little, the sky's falling, um, you know, last year that businesses are, are able to continue to operate and economy is, is able to continue to operate um, without a 14 days to flatten the curve or another lockdown. I just, I just, I just can't see that that would happen. And I just think, you know, business owners would, would revolt and say, you're not telling me that I'm, you know, uh, quote unquote, not essential and I'm going to feed my family and keep my business open and, and people have to make decisions on their own. Um, and I know that may be me living in fantasy land, but man, that's, 
I, I mean, I know I'm not shutting Pinnacle down. If a government says, hey, you're going to shut down, I'll tell them, no. Go fly a kite. They'll have to take me to jail, dude. Well, you know, let me make this clear because I'm, 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 not, I'm not arguing for a lockdown. In fact, sure. the thought of a lockdown depresses me in a way that is frightening to be that down. I, I, if I allow myself to think about this longer than this show, um, I'll, I'll, be, yep. I'll be mentally ill at the end of it. I'm, However, I'm mentally. <laughs> <laughs> I see what uh, – I just kind of reading the tea leaves. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you an example. It's Thursday. Again, it's Thursday. It's now 1031. Ole Miss opens fall camp in less than 48 hours. We have nothing from Ole Miss about media access, protocols, that kind of thing. No schedule. Which tells me that's up in the air. Because in any other year, we would have that. There's all sorts of rumblings around the league. The University of Georgia informed the media that cover the Bulldogs yesterday on Wednesday that it will be all Zoom for the time being. Um, that, that seems to be the, the, the trend. And again, it's covering a football team. Who cares, right? I, I realize that doesn't matter. But if they're going all Zoom the day after um, issuing a mask mandate for when freshmen report, you can't help but wonder what's next. I mean, because the next step is lockdowns. The economics of a lockdown to a town like Oxford, a lockdown would, would certainly mean that you're going to virtual only. Listen, there's a conspiracy theory out there. It's, it's out there. I mean, I, I can't shoot it down that this is that they're actively waiting for the semester to begin, for the tuition money to roll in, for the uh, ad drop date to pass. To lock it down, got the money, got the apartment rent, got the mm. kids in the apartments. I don't know, Martin. It, it didn't work the last time. It, I don't think it would work this time. No. But here we are. Uh, there, there seems to be an inability in our society we, we politicize everything, and I'm accused of being political on this, and I'm not really trying to be. I wish there was better messaging. I wish that health officials, Anthony Fauci, Thomas Dobbs, everyone else, I wish someone would stand, stand up at the lectern and say, listen, there's a pretty viable vaccine out there. Right. Wasn't that the point of the vaccine was – yeah, but, but 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 Martin, there's a there's a political part of this that that is that's difficult. We live in a in a society where it is there is no you can't you can't shame anyone, and I'm not for shaming anyone. But I would like for here's what I would love for someone to say to say, listen, I don't know who this is going to offend or not offend, and frankly, at this point, I don't care if you are. If you're an adult and you've not had a previous infection, in other words, if you don't have natural antibodies, right, you should get vaccinated. Because getting vaccinated 
or having natural antibodies, and maybe both. I'm one of these people, I think you are too, who's, who's both. I'm both, yeah. Okay. Or both, but at least one or the other. If you don't have natural antibodies, you need to get vaccinated ASAP. If you do have natural antibodies, well, maybe you have a little more time to think about it. But if you don't have natural antibodies and you're not vaccinated, you need to quit depending on a mask. The mask has become, in my opinion, let me make this clear. If you're living in a, in a, society, in a place where you're operating with a clean, fresh, properly fitted N95 and you're around other people who are of the same, yeah, mask work. Absolutely. But if you're walking through Kroger or here at Larson's or Walmart, just naming the grocery stores in Oxford, Mississippi, if you're walking through one of those three places with a paper mask over your face, walking around other people who have paper masks on their face, oftentimes not covering their nose, up and down, up and down, up and down. You're kidding yourself if you think that's true protection. Now, if someone wants to argue that it's more protection than nothing, okay. You know what? I, I can't dispute that. I'll play along. But if we're going to sit here and go, that is pure protection. No, it's not. And what's happened, Martin, in my opinion, is the debate over masks, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, but the debate over masks has become so vitriolic that nobody's willing in a position of power to really stand up and tell the truth and say your mask in and of itself is probably not going to prevent you from catching COVID. The only thing that's really going to protect you if you get COVID is a vaccine. And the mask in and of itself is not going to stop you from getting COVID. It's just not. So if you're out there and you're in a position where you're out among people, even if you're wearing religiously a cloth mask over your nose and mouth, everybody else isn't. No matter how much you want them to or shame them to, they're not. And I've watched a lot of people who are very pro-mask, big mask people with their mask over their mouth and not their nose. See it every day. So the only real way that you can get through to these people and say, hey, look, if, if you really are interested in protecting yourself from, from COVID, you need to get vaccinated. And sometimes I wish that Dobbs would, because when he just gets on the vaccine thing, I think he's a fairly effective communicator, but the mask thing is a distraction to people. There are people out there who, believe, who are vaccine hesitant. They're scared of the vaccine. They don't trust the vaccine, and yet they do trust masks. And when the country and the state and everyone tells, this is my opinion, tell me if I'm wrong, when they tell them mask, 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 it sort of enforces this idea in their mind of the mask will protect me. And the mask doesn't protect you, not exclusively. The only thing that really protects you scientifically from getting bad, sick, and dying is the vaccine. Yeah. Or natural antibodies. Or well, both. Well, the Mississippi numbers look like they, you know, that they support that. At least the ones that were released, released by the Department of Health earlier this week, which was, you know, like the 2,400-ish deaths, um, you know, there were 37 that were vaccinated. So that's 1.5%, a little less than 1.5% of the deaths. 
for people who are vaccinated. And then if you read through the notes, it's, um, you know, 100% of those 37 were, um, you know, that were vaccinated were, unfortunately, you know, the ones that we saw at the very beginning of this, you know, over the age of 65 comorbidities. Now, I realize there are a lot of, you know, young folks that are getting this, young folks that are getting <clears throat> contracted, most of them, you know, not vaccinated. And then there's the occasional, you know, the exceptions to the outliers where, you know, there have been the really crazy stories of, you know, young folks with no health issues, quote unquote, no health issues that, that have gotten and dying and dying from it. But, and, and that'll, that'll be what people focus on. And I look, man, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that are, Hey, I want you to be able to choose whether you wear a mask, whether you don't wear a mask, whether you get a vaccine, whether you don't get a vaccine, you know, that's your choice. That's the beauty of the country. But, but I agree with you in that, that it seems like the best protector or the best fighter for this thing for us to, to be able to have some type of normalcy is going to be, is getting the vaccine. And look, I mean, I have people in my family that, uh, that are vaccine resistant and I get it. I wish they weren't. Um, but, but they are, I can't change that. Um, you know, and my crew's been, you know, Jen and I've are vaccinated and I know she was a little vaccine resistant initially. Um, but dude, even, you know, my oldest daughter, uh, she asked for it. She, she asked to be, you know, could she get vaccinated? So she didn't have to worry as much about this stuff and you know and I and I was for it and you know but again that was her choice of course I had to be there to sign off on it but that was her decision I did not force my kids to you know to do something uh even though as their parent I very in all likelihood eh, I don't know forcing a 14 and a 17 year old kid is that's you know that's our 15 and 17 year old kid is not that yeah i mean i'll I'll be honest my 20 year old has has been debating it with friends she goes back and forth i think she one day leans towards getting vaccinated the next day she gets hesitant uh all of the mask language i think is confusing this latest thing about the lambda variant is frustrating and they tell you well it's vaccine hesitant well then why am i getting vaccinated that's what people think then why am i getting vaccinated so I don't, you know, I think she will. My 18 year old is, is very hesitant right now, but she, she absolutely has antibodies. She had COVID she's recovered. And for my oldest is the same way. He's, he's not interested in the vaccine. He's had antibodies, but you know, and, and he's an athlete, he's a healthy kid. So, you know, those are the, I also understand that too. You know, it's like, Hey man, you got to make a decision for yourself. And did we ever, sorry, ADD, but it just, this is my head. Did, was there ever any, did we ever find out about Christian Erickson, uh, um, remember the soccer player? Yeah, no, that, that, that's not come out. It's another one of those things that it won't, you know, no one will, will no one will release that in that to me, Martin, that type of stuff fuels conspiracies and conspiracy theories are dangerous. Sure. They're not, they're not healthy yet. Anyone who has any background at all in public relations knows the following. In the presence of silence, rumors will fill the void. Yeah. Anyone who's ever been involved in in crisis management knows that. You're much better off being transparently true. Honest. 
I mean, let's just say that for, and, and again, I have no proof of this at all, nor am I accusing anyone of this. I'm glad that Christian Erickson's going to be okay. Yeah. Because uh, he, he returned to, he got, he returned to Inter Milan, his club. Um, it was this week. Yeah. It appears he's going to return to his soccer career, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. But if, oh. if he experienced some form of myocarditis, rather than hide it, we'd be better off saying, yes, he did. And here's I no idea. And I don't know that, but let's just say that he did. No, I'm saying, is that like a, is that a heart? Yes, that's a heart situation. Heart. In, heart, heart inflammation. Basically, I'm it's heart totally. inflammation. So let's say he did. And let's say that you were able to loosely tie it to the vaccine. Wouldn't you be better off telling people, yep, it happened. We're going to learn from it. It's also exceedingly rare. How rare? And point it out. That way you don't look like you're covering it up. Yeah, and maybe even name the one that one he had. You know, if it was I'm just gonna throw things out there. If it was Johnson and Johnson versus Sure or versus Moderna, or if it was Moderna or Pfizer versus the other, just so that you can arm people with information to also make you know, make Yeah. Decisions. And you know, it and, and maybe it wasn't. And if it wasn't, they need to come out and, and, and say that very clearly. And I do, think, I, do, I do think Christian Erickson being a well-known footballer overseas, yep. I do think he owes a certain degree of debt. I do. I, 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 he has a right to his privacy, but I think he knows people are hanging on what happened, and I think he owes it to them. There are people that know, obviously, the people that – that employ him, the people that are going to clear him to play uh, soccer at the very highest level, those people obviously know what happened. So it, it whatever happened is, is a fact. So it either was or was not myocarditis or yeah. something along those lines, and it either was or was not related to the virus, and we would be better off telling people what it was. I agree with that. And, and that gets me back into my whole transparency thing. When, when they say, oh, boy, the hospitals are spiking. Okay. That's scary. What is it spiking with? Is it older people? What, and they do. They give us the percent of vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Of the unvaccinated, how many have natural, how many have natural immunity? That would help to know. How many have comorbidities? What are those comorbidities? How old are they? What, what, is, what is it precisely that we're looking at? And then include how many of these people say that they were uh, zealously masking. How many weren't? Where you can start putting some numbers together to inform the populace so that more people will come to the conclusion of, you know what, I probably need to go get vaccinated. Because that's the goal, right? I mean, I get accused of being anti-vax. I'm vaccinated. My wife is vaccinated. And I frankly think everyone should go get vaccinated. Yeah. How, I mean, how is that anti-vax? But I am for a level of transparency that today does not exist. And it leads to these conspiracy theories. And it leads to people being fearful to what we originally started. People are now fearful of another lockdown. Yep. I, and, dude, I just don't – that just – it can't happen. And I think we could play devil's we can play devil's advocate for both about what would be the impact on the economy or what would be the and, w- and we can just pull numbers out of our 
rears for a likelihood because again, both of us would be guesstimating, you know, uh, about what we, we, what we think the chances are. And, oh, and you may have a more hard number on what you think the chances are of, of lockdown than not. But I think it's important for, you know, for people to understand, because, you know, I, I know that one of the things people might find attractive about another lockdown, quote unquote, some folks would be, you know, extended unemployment. And then for businesses, maybe, you know, an extension of, or another round of the PPP, but that all comes at very steep costs. And I just, man, I don't know if, I don't know if you can get everybody on board for, for another lockdown. I I, I think you can't, but, but you might. No, I think there would be unrest in the streets. I think, I think people would, would protest. I think you would see people potentially from all spectrums politically get out and protest. I think people would lose their minds. I think there would be, because, uh, you know, the last lockdown was 14 days, or was it 14 or 15 days to stop the spread? And I mean, here we are, nine, 18, 19 months later. I mean, it's, it's, it's you, you. Yeah, and movie theaters just reopened. Like, just reopened. I, I just, you know, a lot of, 14, bu- a lot of businesses simply can't close again. Yeah, they'll go under. And I mean, and that's what I'm, and so can, can we go down that rabbit trail? I know we've, yeah, we've got, yeah, we got 12 minutes. Go ahead. But so, I'm going to make a case for, I, let since I'm the naysayer, right, I'm going to try to make the case for how a lockdown could happen from a business standpoint. I'm not going to talk about individuals and unemployment. I'm just, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about businesses and, because I mean, those are the things that impact our, our paychecks and then also our investment portfolios as well. So when they shot the t-shirts out of the cannons for the first round of PPP, it was a free for all. It was like everybody, just everybody come on and get your free money. Right. There were almost no restrictions of types of businesses. I mean, it was, you know, if you had an impact at all, you were, were eligible. And there were businesses, there were businesses that got PPP that had other means of, raising capital, whether, you know, especially the larger businesses, they could have gone and, you know, issued bonds in the debt market at at the lowest historical interest rate period that we've had. So it's like really, really cheap debt to, to, to float them through, or they could go, you know, sell more stock and, and raise money that way. So there were, there were companies that were able to that were able to get PPP loans that had the ability to find funding elsewhere, right? And this was "quote unquote" emergency lending, right? So I, that's I think that if if we have a lockdown, you can't do that. If you're a publicly traded company, you don't get you're not eligible for PPP, just not because you can get financing in the public markets. Um, I think that you know companies that don't have an impact for a lockdown. So if your revenue just continued on, but you were able to finagle the math to get a PPP loan. You didn't need it, right? You didn't. No, of course. So those, I mean, I think that those people can't be eligible for, you know, for PPP. I think you have to make it so painful to get a PPP loan that, that you are blood, your business is blood in the streets and that's why you're asking for it versus, you know, 
a company that continues on and it's like, oh, they got PPP money and it's just like additional income, you know, on the balance sheet, it was like, oh, we got a free bonus this year. And I'm trying to make the case for a lockdown, even though I totally disagree with it. And I'll, I'll say that again. I think that there's no way that we have an economic lockdown. I think the only way you can get some type of PPP type stuff is, is if it's, if your business is blood in the streets and who wants to, what business owner spent all of their blood, sweat, tears, gray hairs, losing hairs to build a business, to have to go, you know, on their knees, crawl to the government to bail them out. No business owner wants that. Right. I mean, none of the business owners that I know want to do that. There's, there's pride in being able to run your business and take care of, of your folks. And I'd think those are the business owners that are going to be the ones that are in the streets with the torch and the pitchforks going, no, you're not, you're not shutting me down again. You know, you're not going to make me dependent on a government to take care of all of our needs. Cause when we become dependent on a government to solve all of our problems, we're no longer a Republic. We're moving towards socialism and I'm just not cool with that, dude. Um, you know, I've seen what socialism, my family has seen what socialism, how good it works. I mean, hell, look at Cuba right now. I hope they all revolt and burn Havana to the ground and hit the restart button. But dude, I just, I just, it would have to be so different this time and it won't be. We'll print more money and interest rates can't, I mean, where do we go with interest rates? We're at zero right now. That tool is not available to us to help another, you know, to help soften the blow of an economic shutdown. We, we, we shot those bullets. They don't, they're not in the, they're not in the chamber anymore. No, we listen. I'm, and this is a story from the Associated Press. So when people think, boy, you, you are, you're, cause I get accused of this. On, on this very show, oh, you're, you're, you're uh, cherry picking. It's the AP. I'm glad I don't see you. I, I hope people don't talk bad about me. But I'm glad they don't. I don't see people, people. people like you, Martin. They, I'm, <laughs> I'm accused of, of being, you're, I'm accused, well, I'm accused of misusing what they call my platform. I don't even think I have a platform. I don't even know what that means. I'm just, mm. I'm just a guy. <laughs> mm. Um. Here's the here's the lead to the story. Game maker Eric Poses last year created the worst case scenario card game, making a wry reference to the way the coronavirus had upended normal life. He had no idea. In a twist that Poses never could have predicted, his game itself would become caught up in the latest fallout from the health crisis, a backlog, a backlogged global supply chain that has delayed shipments around the world and sent freight cost rocketing. Worst case scenario produced in China was supposed to reach U.S. retailer Target's distribution centers in early June. Instead, the games were stuck for weeks at the port of Seattle and didn't arrive until mid-July. And then, unforeseeable disaster. Like other importers, Poses is contending with a perfect storm of supply trouble. Rising prices, overwhelmed ports, a shortage of ships, trains, trucks that is expected to last into 2022. The experience proved disturbing enough that Poses is reconsidering a cost-saving decision he made five years ago to shift production of his games and toys out of the United States to China. Now, he thinks, it might make more sense to bring production back, at least to Mexico, if not the United States, to protect him from the risk of relying on factories an ocean away 
in China. Other American companies, or is, is, how did Trump do it? China. 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 Other American companies are making similar calculations. 52% of the U.S. manufacturing executives surveyed by the consulting firm Kearney said they have started buying more supplies in the U.S. in response to COVID-related supply disruptions. 47% said they plan to reduce reliance on supplies or factories from a single country. 41% specifically said they wanted to cut their dependence on China. We can't, as a society, as a country, we can't shut production down again. Mm-mm. I mean, we were talking about Corey Clark at the beginning of the show. I'm in the Clark Ford Studios. and Yeah. I mean, Corey, throughout the summer, has told me that the biggest problem is just supply. Yeah. Well, dude, I saw a picture on, it was either an CNBC or Wall Street Journal. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, it was, and it was a picture as like a drone in Kentucky where they manufacture all the F-150s. I was like, and I think it said like 50,000 trucks are made. They're, they have been manufactured and they're just sitting on the, they're sitting in parking lot at the manufacturing facility, the plant. There's no one to get them there. There's no one to get them to where they need to be. Well, they're waiting on a chip. Yeah. Just to be, to get the chip in the truck and then to, you know, ship them, ship them off. And yeah, dude, we got a supply chain issue. And 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 shutting down, having another 15 day lockdown. Nah, no, no, and it's why, but, but I can't help but wonder. So this is, this is where the, this is where the conspiracy theories kick in, right? As we finish up the show, it's, it's, it's the problem with the lack of transparency. When you don't stand in front of like Jen Psaki should stand in front of the, of the press corps today and say, I know there are rumors and rumblings of an imminent lockdown. There will be no lockdown. We are not locking down. That is not an option. It will not become an option. No matter how bad this gets, we are not locking down. We can't lock down. The only way, and this is where she could say it, the, she could do it right there. on Her bully pulpit, that bully pulpit's the largest bully pulpit in the world. She could say, you need to get vaccinated. Boom. Everyone needs to get vaccinated. The mask, and then she could pull the mask out, but instead they've got the press corps all masked up, even though all of those people in that room are vaccinated. Every one of them is vaccinated. Right. They do the theater of the mask, and that is confusing to people who aren't necessarily as sophisticated as them. Notice I didn't say not smart. I didn't accuse anybody of being dumb. I'm saying sophisticated. And they look at it, and they go, well, well, they're all wearing masks. As long as I wear a mask, I'm okay. And I'm telling you, those are some of the people who go out and they get COVID. And a lot of those people are older, have comorbidities. I mean, I I was at the beach a couple weeks ago, Martin. There's a lot of fat people. I mean, I'm not not trying to be mean. One of them out there. There's just a lot of fat people. And so... It's time to be honest with people before we allow ourselves to do this again. Like the hypocrisy, and I said this the other day, I know we got to go. The hypocrisy of, well, we're going to put in a mask mandate in universities. Mm -mm. All indoor mask. Okay. Yet those same exact people are going to go to parties on the square. They're not going to be wearing masks at Funkies or Rafters. They're they're not going to be wearing masks in the Grove. 
assuming the Grove is open, another rumor. And they're not going to be wearing masks in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. There has to be a better level of communication. Well, dude, and I don't disagree with you that the vaccine is the best tool that we have. And I know we'll get boosters as things morph and change. The vaccine will morph and change a little bit and we'll get boosters. And I I think that's where we are in life with this stuff. It's just like the flu, dude. I mean, and, and Alan Jones was on here a year ago saying, you know, I think that we are going to have to coexist with this thing. It's going to be like the flu. It's going to mutate. And we'll have to update the vaccine and or update a booster and people will get their flu shot and their COVID shots at the same time, you know, every, and there are people that don't get the flu shot. I get that. I get that. Uh, but again, I think it's, I think it's the best defense. It's the best defense for also from keeping this economy to go on. Cause dude, if this economy goes on lockdown, there's, we don't have any other tools. There's, there's no bullets left to shoot to brace the economy. I mean, we can go into massive amounts of debt to do that, but that's, I mean, that's not, that's not the solution. The solution is the economy be back needs to be back working. We can, you know, quarantine the vulnerable folks or isolate vulnerable folks that need to be isolated. And the people that can keep this country running have got to keep this country running. The whole, I mean, I'm not being cheesy when I say it, but like literally the entire world depends on it. I couldn't agree more. I think, yeah, I think, I mean, if we shut down, we're the largest consumer in the world. Who does China sell their stuff to? Who does India sell their stuff to? Who does the rest of the world sell their stuff to? Yeah, I mean, the whole world depends on, and I wouldn't want Biden's job right now, man. I mean, God, mm, I wouldn't want any of their jobs right now. No, no, no. But they're in them. They are, and they they signed up for it, right? They signed up, and so it's time to lead. And sometimes leading requires saying things that people don't really want to hear. Yeah, that's true. And saying, um, you know what, I was wrong. Yes, and, yes. Well, that's, that's a societal problem, both sides of the aisle, across the board. It is very difficult these days for anyone to ever admit, yeah, we were wrong. I mean, so much of Fauci could be like, hey, I, I got it wrong at the beginning. Yeah, sorry, but here's what we're doing to fix it. Yeah, but here's the truth today. Yeah, that would be awesome. Hey, I know you got to go. Uh, yeah, always man. great talking to you. Uh, let's you and me touch base over the course of the next few days about what we do about next week because cool. we'll, and we'll figure it out. Cool. We didn't even get into much of the other stuff. There was a, some other stuff we could talk about, like the meme stocks and Robin Hood and all the fun stuff, and we can chat about that next week. But uh, I think it was good to I'm, – I'm glad that you and I can have civil discourse and – agree to disagree and i hope you're wrong i hope i'm I hope, wrong i hope i'm wrong too martin i want the, i want to be wrong i want you to be wrong all right my man i'll talk to you soon thanks brother for martin palomo i'm neil mccready that does it for this episode edition of mind on my money presented by pinnacle make sure you get in touch with those guys at pinnacle martin and them are working around the clock on their transition it's going to be a a wonderful service for uh for you so get in touch with martin and the people at pinnacle um at your first available opportunity. Until next time, take care. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nade Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.